When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I need information. I thought you might be able to help. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Everything you need to know from the world of entertainment and pop culture at the top of every hour on my talk 1071 now tell us everything everything all right ellen is back in the news obviously trying to get some more good publicity and this is uh one of her friends came to her defense sofia vergara um fans were claiming that ellen degeneres had made fun of her a while back when she was on the show back in 2015 well sofia came out and said that she was not a victim and it was just the two comedians which i find funny because we were saying this earlier that I didn't know Sophia was a comedian. She's a comedic actress. Comedic actress. Comedic there actress. we go. That. We're just having fun with each other to entertain, and I was never a victim. I was always in on the joke. So I guess, you know, she's, you know, just people are coming to her fence, her defense, which is good. Yeah, I think I I have a feeling she's going to be just fine. Bounce back? Yeah, I think she's going to survive this. I because hope so she's going to address it, and she's going to be, she's if she's honest about it. You know, and takes ownership for her part, I think she'll be okay. Right? Yeah, that's the key is to try to not hedge a ton. You know what I mean? You yeah. Just, ownership goes a long way in in fast tracking yes. forgiveness and uh, people accepting you again if you've wronged them. So, yeah. And, and just, own it. I don't want to hear the same cliche apology. Like, yes. this is not who I am. You know, like, make it real for me. Like, yes. if, admit something and then say how you fixed it. I would like to see something like that rather than your typical just, I don't act like this. This is not who I am. Yep. I would, you, that's hmm. all fake. But that who knows what's going to happen. Uh, we're going to be talking about this, actually, coming up here in a little bit. Colin Farrell is truly unrecognizable as the Penguin in the upcoming Batman film. Meaning, like, I saw the trailer and didn't recognize him. He truly is. And you're not alone on this. On Saturday, Warner Brothers debuted the first trailer for the 2021 movie called The Batman. And Robert Pattinson, as you know, will be uh, starring as the iconic Batman. And uh, But the trailer is what's getting everybody going because fans got a glimpse of Farrell and portraying the Penguin, and they just didn't recognize it. It, and that's the buzz now. It's more the buzz is... It looks like an entirely different human being, a whole, a whole different face. Yeah. It, yeah, it, no kidding. It's pretty interesting. So, And, I mean, Danny DeVito, besides being short and round, he looked really different, too, back in 1992. He looked great as the Penguin. Yeah, though. so... We'll you know who I thought this... I, I did not think Colin Farrell at all. You know who I thought? What's the name of the guy? Likeable actor from Mad About You. Yes, Neighbor he's great. For, you know who I'm talking about? Yes, I do. That's who he looks like. Wow. He's... Uh, uh, oh, it almost came to me... Uh, Richard, Richard, yes. not Klein, Richard. We'll get to it. Yep. Continue. All right. And then one last one that I've been finding funny all day and I just keep bringing it back is that uh, Drew Barrymore has confirmed and 
Who knows if this is just a publicity stunt that the 80s classic Weekend at Bernie's, which is one of my favorites, has been based on a true story surrounding her grandfather. Now, I think this is completely weird, but you never know in Hollywood. It's Holly weird, as they say. During an episode <laughs> of the YouTube series Hot Ones, which is a great YouTube series, they eat hot wings and ask questions while they do it. Drew Barrymore confirmed her a long-held rumor that Errol Flynn and W.C. Fields dug up the body of her grandfather, Jay Barry or John Barrymore, and brought him to one of their poker games. I don't believe it for a second. She was just trying to get on to the next wing or probably water right, right. Or something. Still, fun. Richard Kind. Yes. by the way. Sorry. Mm-hmm. It's still fun to uh, kind of visualize because just Weekend at Bernie's is one of those movies. <laughs> Drew said they did, and I hope my friends do the same for me. So, well, oh, dig Drew, them up. dig them up. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. For more entertainment news, download the My Talk app or go to mytalk107.com. I just needed some dirt. Thank you. My talk dirt alerts at the top of every hour and at 820, 1220, and 520 on My Talk 107.1. Welcome back. Thanks for listening, you guys. We love ya. We do. We love ya. We love ya. We've got some music news. Yes, we do. No, we no, don't. We don't, we don't have music news. We have why, movie I don't know news. why I said that. Why did uh, I say it? I don't know. <laughs> we have movie news. First of all, I watched Inside Out, okay? Okay. It was fine. I didn't love it. It's too long. Don't- didn't you like the the? Uh, I like the concept. The concept of mm-hmm. the memories. Yep. And and deja vu. Yeah. Yeah, I like the concept. See, sometimes I, I feel like I need to talk to you to to remind you of the things that you liked about it. <laughs> I like that the girl was from Minnesota and that yes. she skated. Yes. Um. Amy Poehler, funny. Fine. Lewis Black, funny. Yes, very funny. Wait, who played the sadness? Oh, hang on. I want to say it sounded like Rachel Dratch, but I could be wrong. Um, It was a cute movie. I really think they need to shorten these up. If this is for a kid, it can't be 90 minutes. It has to be 70 minutes or less. Phyllis Smith, uh, who played Phyllis in The Office. Mm. Oh, cool. Okay. Oh, that's fun. You thought it was too long. All movies need to be shortened up. I I largely agree with yep. you there. Well, I think there should be a federal mandate. I am Grant that they just say there are no movies north of two hours. <laughs> right? Because you it's... make it work. In Scorsese, we're looking at you. Yep, we sure are. <laughs> I mean, it was it was cute. Then it got way too detailed and like just oh gosh, a lot of stuff to keep up with. I was doing laundry. Oddly enough, Richard Kind mm-hmm. was in Inside Out as well. Oh, who did he play? Uh, I don't know, Donna. Uh, wait a minute, were you doing laundry? Were yeah, you actually? Or I you was just folding mean? laundry while I was watching. I don't want to. This is your problem. You don't. You don't. You don't 
actually I, no, I watched actually, things. I actually sat there for the four, four I'm your secret friend. Four, uh, we can hear that, by the way. Yeah. Grant. We can hear that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Grant, we'll get to the Batman trailer eventually. Yes, Just cool it, man. <laughs> we're talking about a kid's movie. Checking audio. My apologies. You're fine. <laughs> I am Grant. I am Grant. <laughs> Um, any hoozle, it, I watched without any interruptions for the first, I don't know, 48 minutes. Then I was like, I heard, eh, and I'm like, well, I gotta go grab that. Oh, I'm not gonna gosh. let my clothes get all wrinkled. Oh, girls got so, people to And then see. I'm like, okay, now I'm just choking it down like bananas, you know, which nobody likes. Oh, Donna. Unless yes, they have peanut butter people, on it. No, people like if bananas. It's in a smoothie, in a banana muffin, or a in banana bread. People. People like them. Like people <laughs> I'm like bananas. People. Bananas are enjoyed by people worldwide. Anyway, Everyone loves a banana. It's fine. Now on to these uh, movies. The Batman trailer came out. We've also got the Wonder Woman trailer. I linked these up for you at mytalk1071.com. I am Grant. Which would you like to play first? Let's go with uh, Wonder Woman. And yeah, they're little. You got a quick preview earlier. Okay, so this is uh, this is Kristen. The clip that we have is of Kristen Wiig as the villain. And who does she play? The villain is the cheetah. Okay. Yep, yep the cheetah. Yes, okay, it. here we go. I don't want to be like anyone. I want to be an apex predator. You've always had everything, while people like me have had nothing. Well, now it's my turn. Get used to it. Barbara, what did you do? Barbara. Babs. 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 What'd you do? What'd you do? Now, here was my only beef. Gilly. Gilly. Bob. Now, my only beef was I was watching this trailer this morning, and I was like, oh, cool, Kristen Wiig, and she's being very serious, and this character has got some grit to her. But then, didn't you get shades of cats at the end when you saw her as her superhero? Because she's in this like leopard sort of costume. And she just, it gave me shades of cats, man. And I hope I'm wrong. And I hope I'm wrong. I hope you're wrong too, Steve. Yeah. It looked cool though. It's one of the good DC movies. I love, I love what they've done with this. Yeah, I do too. What's his name? I really like this one. Uh, Christopher Pine? Yes, he's, he's my favorite Chris. His (laughs) delivery of comedic lines in this trailer, great. Very funny. He has two lines that made me laugh. Yeah, he's really good. I loved him in that movie with, oh my God, they were on the road and they were like, on the road again. Oh, I'll get back to you. Not the quick and the dead, but the, oh, oh, something with west and east. Help me out. Okay. East of hell, west of, nope, that's a Dwight Yoakam movie, who, by the way, just became a dad at 61. East, west. I did, I did Chris Pine, east, west is my Google search. It's something about. Does Chris Pine have a wife? What is Chris Pine's net worth? Mm. <laughs> Hell or high water. There it yes. is. Nailed it. East, west. <laughs> More of a north, south, but <laughs> uh, it's like oh, me playing with the audio while you guys are on air. It's uh... this is how our brains work. <laughs> anyway, do you want to play the Batman trailer? I think yes. that's really cool. Uh, we'll just give you and, and, and we know bit. that you can't see it, but it'll give you a feel of what the the tone of this Batman movie will be in a word. <laughs> Gritty, Gritty. Gritty. Your secret friend. 
Who? Having a clue. If you are justice, please do not lie. What is the price for your blind eye? The hell are you supposed to be? I'm vengeance. I like it already. How am I part of this? You see. Donna. <laughs> Do it again. I'm Batman. Herper. 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 I love what you're doing, Burb. What is it, penguin, Burb? Oh, oh, we got um, to go, dude. Oh, dang. We oh, ran it on such a high note there. Oh, man. What do you do? Uh, it looks good. It comes out in 2021. Damn it. Chill, Donna. You chill. What do you think the most overrated or worst attraction is in the state of Minnesota? How about in the state of New Jersey? How about Pennsylvania, where I was born and raised... There's a list of the worst attractions in each state. We'll rattle off some and reveal what they say. Minnesota says, I got beef with this. We'll get into it when we return on Don and Steve on my talk. Well, well, well. Don and Steve. I'm Donna Valentine. He's Steve Patterson. Hi. I am Grant filling in for Don McLean, who will be back very soon. But in the meantime, you want to study, buddy? Let's study, buddy. You're my baby buddy, boo. Studies have shown that... Medic- studies have shown that the microbial... Several long-term studies have shown... They've studied the studies. Several scientific studies have shown... And here with their findings, our study buddies... The perfect nerd couple. Donna and Steve. Well, there is a uh, there's a guy, Matt Shirley. Mm-hmm. Not the Matt Shirley. Uh, the Matt Shirley. And he will just do these things on uh, Instagram... Where he releases a poll and just says, hey, here's this. Do you agree with this? Yes, no, or maybe so. So, <laughs> if you hear a crying baby in the background, just know that I'm there's a crying baby. Okay? All right. That's okay. fine. You're good. So, he put together this list of just saying to all of his, I think he has 300,000 plus followers on Instagram, saying, what's the most overrated attraction in your state. What's the worst attract? Worst feels like a harsh way of putting it, but that's kind of how he put it. And then he just put it together. So he has the map, and then just on each state, instead of saying the state name, it just says, here's the worst attraction. Here's the worst attraction. Care to guess? Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. 
Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. What topped the list for Minnesota? Okay, I do have a guess. Okay. It's that big, um, that big fur ball. The Minnesota, the ball of twine. Yes. The world's largest ball of twine. That's the one. No. According to this, his Instagram followers said, Mall of America. What? Rude. Back up, Matt Shirley. No. We love Mall of America. I love Nick Universe. I love Flyover America. What do you want me to do? I love, I love... The shopping. I love all of the Orange Juliuses, the Orange Julii. I love all three Lids locations. Who's putting this list together? That's just... Remember, he's he's reaching out, and then he's just having his followers are responding, and then he takes whatever the most popular one is per, for that state, and then puts it up. Huh. Do you think that's just because that's like a big thing? That's what they picked here? Like it was the easy answer? I or? think there's a lot of just hater, hater aid going hater on. Aid so going is this on a here? survey that they asked people from each So I'm going to explain this for the third time. But okay, it's going to be it my again. last time. All right, say all right? it again. This is it. <laughs> say it again. This he is, is three hundred. Huh? He has 300,000 300,300, followers on Instagram. And he said, what's the most overrated attraction in your state? Okay, so it's just general population of the United States. Yes. Got it. <sighs> sorry. Oh, calm I down. meant to do it off mic. I'm sorry. Um, how about this in Wisconsin? Care to guess there? Wisconsin Dells is what they say. I, I've never been. I've never been to the Dells. I want to go to the Dells. Oh, we should bring the kids. That would be a good trip. I think they would like it. Iowa, the worst attraction in Iowa, according to this. Field of Dreams. No, no, see, no. Okay. No. I disagree with all three of these. If I uh-huh. went to Wisconsin, I'd go to the Dells. If I went to Iowa, I'd definitely check out Field of Dreams. And yeah. if I'm flying through Minnesota, I'm going to walk through and check out all three lid stores. Come on. <laughs> this is ridiculous. There are three, aren't there? At least. <laughs> At least, yeah. Uh. You go. You get a new lid, you get some Orange Julius, get another lid, <laughs> get another Orange Julius, and then you can do that one more time. Yeah. <laughs> um, how about this? New Mexico, the most overrated uh, attraction in New Mexico, visiting the Breaking Bad house. The most Where overrated the worst lived? attraction in Florida. Uh, Gatorland. Oh. Yeah, okay. These are people who are too cool for, for the room. Or just yeah. locals that don't like when tourists come yep. to their yeah. hometown and take over their things. Yep. That's what I'm getting. That's what it is. Times Square topped the list in New York. You got to see Times Square. Where is um New Jersey? Okay, is New Jersey... Would, would Does this make sense, Donna? The world's tallest filing cabinet? Are you familiar <laughs> with that? <laughs> no. No, this is really what the list says. <laughs> but I want to see it now. <laughs> I think that's Jersey. Is Jersey... Oh, crap. That might be... I don't know the states, if they don't have them up there in New England, it gets tricky. Or is that just all of New Jersey? Is that what they were referring to? <laughs> they call it the world's tallest filing cabinet. <laughs> um, the Rocky statue was voted the worst in the state of Pennsylvania in Philly. Oh, that's see, now that you have to see, too. Uh, it's in Vermont, dude. Oh, the man. filing cabinet. Where's Jersey? It's right next to New York uh, on the, the far right. There are right a along few. The coast. It has three that are... 
right next to Jersey. Well, read some of the other ones. Uh, oh, my gosh. Because everything's so small on that I side. I cannot believe it. Is it the elephant? No, it's uh, Jersey Shore, top of the list. I cannot believe that okay. Jersey is down there oh, this whole time. Where'd you think it was? I was this many you were all days the way up old in Vermont. when I realized that Jersey is technically <laughs> below New York. Are you kidding well, yeah. me? That's why they call it the arm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And the, the armpit. Because it's under, under the, New York. Really? Yeah. Is it always been like this? <laughs> wow. I that's wow. That sucks. Well, that's man. offensive that you never look at your own side of the the country. Yeah, you're from Philly or Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh. Yeah, it's yeah, so Pittsburgh, you're telling me Pittsburgh is different though. Yeah. My neighbor state was New Jersey. Will you wait? Wait. Back it up. You didn't know that Pennsylvania and New Jersey touched? That is correct, Donna. Okay, that's all right. I'm We're not going to embarrass you. Um, it feels like I am grunt is. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I just learned when I went on a business trip about five years ago, so I'm with you. I'm just acting like I'm better than you. That's all. <laughs> Guys, that's truly shocking to me. Huh. How about that? You didn't realize that we were neighboring states. We're, like, how many states did, did you think were? I thought that there was New York, and then on the top side of New York was Jersey. Like, where Vermont is, I thought that was Jersey. Wow. What's the you know, drive from Atlantic uh, City to Philly? Like, an hour? Yeah. Uh, about that? Yeah. It's not far at all. Yep. In fact, uh, when I go to Atlantic City, I would fly into Philly instead actually, of into New Jersey. Yep. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah, I would okay. also do like, that. Like, Steve, my um, first radio job... I commuted to in Pennsylvania. Really? Yeah. But you're from a different part of Pennsylvania. You're from the, you know. The what, western Pennsylvania. That part. The Amish where, area? Where Ohio no, where the, was right next to the us. The hillbillies are. Hey, Donna. <laughs> See, I knew that we were right above West Virginia, right beside Ohio, right below New York. But honest to goodness, I did not know that that flanking state was New Jersey. Oh, Unbelievable. That's all right. I don't know where things are either. Grand Canyon was the most overrated attraction well, I mean, in Arizona. No. Go to South Dakota, I'm curious. Because if they say, like, the Badlands, they're uh, out of their minds. The Corn Palace. Okay, there you go. That's my first stop next week. The Corn Palace? <laughs> yes. You know, I heard so many people, uh, I actually had a buddy, I've heard three different people now talk about how awesome South Dakota was. It's beautiful. Have you been before? No, but I've been, look, I've been kind of eyeballing it for years and somebody just described the Badlands to me as upside down Grand Canyon. And upside well, down Grand fun. Canyon. She said it was one of the most beautiful places she's ever seen in the United States, mm-hmm. ever. <sighs> All right, we got to go. I may not know a lot about geography. I know a teeny bit about personal finance. It's a Money Monday. Financial advice you can't afford to miss. Oh, man. It's coming up next on this radio station. It is Monday. It is coming up on 1130, and that only means one thing. It is time to talk money. Come on now, let's talk some money. Money. I'm good. Let's talk about money. Money Monday. There are more things in the world to buy. It's Donna and Steve. Than most people have money for. So, so. Money Monday. Choices have to be made. But mostly it's Steve. Yeah. Man. Hey, man. Hey, Donna, hey. what's up? Now, it's nice because uh, we have I Am Grant here who, Grant, I don't know, what is your level of personal finance knowledge? 
Um, I have a I have an investor I've been saving a long time, and I do a lot of um, sports memorabilia selling on the side as Ooh. well. Do you really? This yes. is interesting. Yeah. So I have a family guy that's been working with my grandfather. His father works with my grandfather, father, whole the whole family. So did you hear about the uh, Mike Trout rookie card that just sold for three point? Oh, goodness. What was it? Three point nine four million dollars. Yes, I did. And as an avid person who's in that industry and sells and buys, I car. I just I don't understand how. A bat that he used in a game in his first ever baseball game only went for $60,000 two years ago, but a baseball card that has a small chunk of his little signature on it because of the rare print of it went for $4 million. Wouldn't you rather have like a bat that he used in his first ever career game for that kind of money than a piece of cardboard with someone's signature on it that somebody else made and yeah yeah i mean obviously someone else made the bat too but at least you know he handled it it's crazy it it people in this in my wreck of neck of the woods that are they're in an uproar over this baseball card because oh really we just don't understand i mean here's what's interesting yeah you go on it sold for four hundred thousand dollars on ebay two years ago yep and then, like, what happens? I am Grant. What happens in two years where it's like from four hundred thousand to three point nine million? Now I know that Mike Trout signed a big contract, and he's sort of is solidifying his path forward with the Angels. But, but even two years ago, he was still solidified as the best player. The best in baseball. player. I know. Um, right now, I honestly think with all the non sports going on, and like with all the documentaries, uh, I mean, Michael mm-hmm. jo- when they did the Michael Jordan documentary, mm-hmm. his his memorabilia went through the roof. Now they haven't done it for Mike Trout. But everything I've noticed, I've gotten a lot more from my stuff over this time because people, it's like they're, they're, you know, it's their hobby and they're, they're just they're focused on it right now because it's their only distraction. Right. Yeah. Who has that kind of money to spend? Apparently, people well, do. He's the you same. Can. He's, he's the same player though. That's that's the you're right. That's Isn't the craziest that part. I mean, just part. for it to go up that much in that shorter period of time is really crazy. Now, we could all have $4 million to spend on a card if we follow this information that I'm about to give you. Before you give that information, can I ask? Okay, here's the cynical part of me wonders. Could this be somebody just buying it for now to impress upon people the value that really doesn't exist? You know how when you're at a live auction and some people are beefing it up because they're hoping that but it, it it's what it's whatever it's worth what it's paid what, what someone's willing to pay for it that's true so right. you can say that but if in this man's eyes like i've bought a lot of things that in people's eyes i'm crazy but in my eyes it's worth it i want it so okay. it's worth what someone will pay for it okay that's what i think i think you're right so we're gonna have to dig into more of this with i am grunt at a later time <laughs> sorry figure out what sort of things he has like where does he keep oh, his no, memorabilia? Oh, no, we want to know kind of, yeah. everything. Yeah. We want to know some of this stuff. So this is intriguing. All right. Are you um, a bobblehead guy? Sorry, Steve. Not a lot of not a lot of big overturn on bobbleheads. No, I'm more into the game used, and I'm just getting into the cards now because cards, when Steve and I were growing up, cards were made way too much, and they just devalued them completely. Okay. Now they're limiting these numbers, and they're one of a one with a certain autograph, and sure. that's where this value comes. It's like a one-of-a-kind Picasso. Got Remember that's having a Beckett? Could. Yeah. Was it called a Beckett? It right? was a Beckett, and that yeah. was that was my stock market guide as a kid. <laughs> yeah, I know you'd be like, I got an Aussie Smith card, and then you'd look it up, and you're like, uh, okay, ninety six cents is what oh, it's yeah. worth. Yeah, and then we had a local card right? shop. Yeah, we would go, and then you would get cards, and then you could trade with the guy who ran the local baseball card yes. shop. Huh. And I remember there were a couple of times that I walked out of there, and my brother was like. 
He just had you, man. You shouldn't have given him that. For He he gave you an extra pack of cards or he gave you $4 when he's going to sell it for $8. And I'm like, oh, Lord. But that's the fun of it. It is the fun of it. So, According to Business Insider, there are some rules that they say you cannot afford to pass up on, but a lot of people do. Number one on their list, Donna, was pay yourself first. Yes. Come on. Uh, David Bach, the author of The Automatic Millionaire, said people still don't grasp the fact that they need to save a dime out of every dollar. And he said the average American who is actually saving money is only saving about 15 minutes of their day where you should be saving, he says, the first hour of work every day, you should just put it right into savings. Oh, that's that's a good way to look at it. It's nice and simple. I like it. It's simple. So like, just think of your two-week paycheck. Divide that by 10. Mm -hmm. That's what you make per day. And now put 10% of that away each day. Boom, 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 boom. And it's just automatically happening. You know what I mean? Yes. I like it. This is troubling. Uh, David Bach went on to note that there was research from the Federal Reserve that revealed nearly half of Americans wouldn't have enough money. And this is before the pandemic, by the way. uh, Would not have enough money on hand to cover a $400 emergency. Yet he said... Yeah. Millions of those people will buy coffee at a coffee shop yep. and then expect to buy, you know, the iPhone when it comes out. And it's like, wait a minute, you've got to put this in an account. You've got to pay yourself first. The Automatic th- Millionaire. It's a fun book. I think it starts really early because there's I have a sibling who's so different than I am. In my mind, I'm you're I'm wired a certain way and she's wired a certain way. And you sometimes can't retrain that brain it's so difficult to do well you can but to your point it is difficult and frankly for most big change in life we just don't want to put in the work oh yeah yeah but you know what is it somebody said uh it's either pain now or pain later like when you realize there are two options and both involve pain so your option and then your siblings option both involve pain so it's either the pain of being disciplined right now or the pain of regret down the line because in 10 years your pain will have already been experienced and you'll have 10 years worth of good financial discipline but you there's pain in that you're putting money away you're not spending all your stuff the other person who thinks they're getting through it pain-free and they're just spending willy-nilly well 10 years from now when you look at your savings account and it's still a giant zero you will have the pain of regret and when you realize either option is pain because we go through life and we want to avoid pain but just realize like open your eyes it's pain now or pain later. Which mm-hmm. kind of pain do you want? Mm-hmm. Right. You want the pain now. Okay. What's the name of that book again? <sighs> Shut up, Grunt. I don't remember. <laughs> Grunt. He does too. I do. I, was I, that say, was, I don't even know where that came from. I know. I was going to say, you just said it like three minutes Donna ago. Gets me, Donna gets me so um, yeah, so riled up. She knows, how to not, yeah, she knows how to poke me and get me then into my passionate lens. Um, it's called The Automatic Millionaire. <laughs> and it came out probably like 10 or 15 years ago. I am Grant. You might remember. Have you ever heard of the Latte Factor? Uh, no. Is that so? It, it, why he references going to a coffee shop? Because he said the majority of people say that they just they can't afford to save. Right? A lot of people say that. I just don't have the money to save right now. But then, if you really look at your lifestyle and what you do, most people in his study, if you go to a coffee shop, go to Starbucks, and you pay three bucks or four bucks or five bucks on a drink every day, it's part of their routine. It's what gets you going in the morning. And then he starts doing math with that. If you just oh. save that $5, and then the next day that $5, mm-hmm. and the next day. Mm-hmm. So he calls it the latte factor, which is if you just take the coffee money, your coffee money alone, 
it how it, it how it grows with compound interest over wow. the years. Now he has some critics, just like any financial expert has critics of their strategy. But the automatic millionaire is he's his main goal there is automate as much of your life financially as you can. So that ten percent savings, pay yourself first. Every second Friday when you get your paycheck, just be sliding X amount of dollars over to your savings account automatically. Mm-hmm. So you never yep. have to think, am I going to do it now or not? Right. It's, auto- it's automated. Cool. Yeah, it's a, it's a good book. I think you might like it. It's a quick read. Um, to that end, uh, Business Insider also says you need to beware of lifestyle creep. Now, this mm-hmm. this is important. They say <laughs> there's a lot of pressure, especially in your 20s and 30s. You're trying to keep up with your friends. Everybody's careers are growing if all is going well. Maybe friends are buying nicer cars, nicer houses. Or you just realize as your income increases, oh, well, we can afford this now or we can afford that now. And then what you realize is the same amount of like margin that you had when you were making, let's say, uh, $25,000 mm-hmm. a year. Well, when you're making $75,000 a year, if you just creeped up your lifestyle and then it's like, wow, well, we have this much coming in, but we spend 74000 every year, you still feel that same financial yes, pressure. Yes, it's so true. This is the point I was trying to make when I had friends who whenever we'd go out to lunch with this one particular person who was clearly at the top of his game financially, mm-hmm. they would just wait for him to pull out his wallet and pay. And I'm like... He still has bills to pay. He still, you know what I mean? Like, we're all in the same boat. It's just a relative, you know, relatively speaking. We're all trying to pay our bills. Right, yeah. It's not about how much you make, necessarily. It's about how much you spend. Right. You got to tell your money where to go, or you'll wonder where it went. Okay. Got time for another one. Okay. Um, They say you've got to, you've got to, you've got to invest in the stock market, but don't try to time it. So a lot of people will look at the stock market. Is it up? Is it down? Is now a good time to get in? Should I be getting out of this? And they say, don't try to time it. Go in there with a long game in mind. And they give this this little example. If you take $10,000 and over the span of, if you just took 10 grand and you put it into your whatever your bank is, you put it into their savings account. Well, there's like a return of 0.01 or something very, very low. 10,000 over 20 years. Um, turns to, oh, what is it, $10,020 and 20 cents. Right. If you put it into a high interest savings account over that 20 years, $10,000 turns into $12,200. That's like those ING, Capital, or Capital One now, those high interest savings account. If you put it into some sort of a mutual fund, and if you just said it was going to be low over the span of that 20 years, an average 6% return, in 20 years, that 10 grand would turn into $32,000. There you go. Just mm-hmm. from investing it into something that historically has a larger rate of return. And that 6% is on, on the low end. I think a lot of folks would say that you can, um, if you just have sort of a general broad-based mutual fund, that you could expect closer to like an 8%. Some people say you can get closer to 10 or 11 That eh, if you're lucky. <laughs> um, but over the span of 20 lucky, years, yeah. that really turns up. It does. 10 it really grand. does. It's the same 10 grand. It's just where do you feel comfortable keeping it? Well, I want it to be in that you almost can't afford to just have it in a savings account. But you... that's separate from emergency funds and all that. Right. We're out of time. All right. That's, we that's, like that's talking good. Finance. That's really helpful, Steve. Thank you once again. We'll see you back here next Monday, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come back after the break as well. I uh, I read something interesting in the Alex Trebek memoir that I'm reading, this one small change that he made to the show, 
after the first season of Jeopardy that changed the way we view it now and, frankly, makes it much more enjoyable. Want to know what it is? Yes. I'll tell you All right. when we come back on Don and Steve on My Talk. Hey, good morning. Welcome back. Donna and Steve, final stretch on My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Donna Valentine and Steve Patterson, producer Grant filling in for Don McLean. Are you here tomorrow, too? Yes, I'll be here tomorrow oh, for you guys. Yeah. goody. I am Grant. You're... The return, the sequel. I am Grant. I am Grant. Hmm. You've seen Guardians of the Galaxy, Grant, yes? Oh, yeah. We actually okay. have m- multiple Groot figures throughout our house. It's pathetic. Did you, were you aware of, like, did you immediately put your name in there when you heard I am Groot the first time? Were you like, oh my gosh, I am Grant? No, now I'm going to go home and Lily and I are going to have fun with that for a long time. So Who's Lily? Oh, Lily is the my, lady? is my better half, yes. Aww. She's not my wife, but um, she is the love of my life. And uh, yeah, so she's Aww. a huge Groot. Oh my God, that's adorable. So we, she always tells me to do the Groot dance, you know, like in the second one when he's just dancing baby around. Groot? The yeah. baby Groot dance. <laughs> so, so she'll just bump, tell me to bump that out and I'll just start going in a circle and that's kind of our thing. So. Oh my I'll That's have to start awesome. saying I am Grant along the way. Oh, yeah. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, fun. Hey, we got an email here. I just want to prop, give props to myself. Oh, um, please do. It's from Gail. This is great. She, uh, she just started watching a show that I suggested last week. She said she and her husband love it. Really? They laugh at something every single episode, which is very much needed this, these days. So, Wait, what's the name of the show? Uh, Kim's Convenience. It's oh, on yes. H. I think it's on. Is it on HBO? No, it's Netflix. Kim's right. Convenience. It is. It is very cute and very short, which we all like, right? We do. We want it to be short. Absolutely, please. Okay. By the way, Becca said uh, via email that uh, she went to the Twine Ball. The Twine Ball. Daniel. <laughs> And Becca went to the Twine uh, Ball the first time they came to Minneapolis. I've been a huge Weird Al fan since I was a kid. He wrote a song about the Twine Ball. So, of course, I had to go, (laughs) and she attached a uh, photo standing outside of the Ball of Twine, which is encased. It's in, like, a gazebo, a glass gazebo. Hmm. Have any of you guys heard of Carhenge or that? uh, It's like Stonehenge, but it's, like, right by the Minnesota-South Dakota border, and it's, like... Got Funny, some that, guy put a car hinge and stacked cars like Stonehenge in his yard. Hilarious! That's what that was that the, the worst. List. It was the worst attraction uh, for South Dakota was it really? on the list that I drove we did right, earlier. I drove How by it. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm writing that on my list. <laughs> oh man, so much for you to see out there. The Black Hills, by the way, I yes. hear just now. That's on the far side of South Dakota. I'm. That's where we're going. Okay. Oh, Donna, you're gonna love we're it. Gonna go Custer. Custer is where we're staying. Hmm. Mm, Buffalo. I am good. All right. Oh, so check this out. I was reading more of that Alex Trebek memoir, which is really enjoyable. And finally got to the point where he got Jeopardy. So where he started, uh, where he got the job, and it was great. And Alan Thicke, who had been a guest on his talk show up in Canada that Alex Trebek used to host. Uh, Alex Trebek was part of like a singing duo, and then he ended up making his way to L.A., and he was the one who said, hey, Alex, I'm working on a new game show, trying to help produce a new game show. You should come down and uh, try to host it. And so it was because of Alan Thicke that we, the late great Alan Thicke, that we got Alex Trebek here in the United States. But he said oh. after he took Jeopardy, after season one, he made a change, which really he, he says he's proud of. And frankly, it changes the way that we watch the game. Imagine this. So already the questions are pretty difficult, right? Season one, people could buzz in. At any point, 
So if they read the question really quickly, they could just, and then it would have to interrupt the question midway through. Now Trebek stops reading it. Then they answer the question and the viewer at home, imagine how disjointed that would be because it's already a peculiar way of wording Mm -hmm. the answer to the question. And then the person chimes in, in the phrase of a question, but you didn't even get to the bottom of like, wait, what were they even talking about? Because you have wizard guy on the set who reads really fast and then buzzes in and answers before Trebek can even get through the clue. So he said, this should stop. We need to consider the audience at home and they shouldn't be allowed to buzz in until I am done fully reading the answer. Sure. Love it. Good yep. change. Well done. Yep. Good change. Who knew? I found out last night. I just learned. How far are you into the book again? Uh, about 140 pages now. How many pages are there? It's a 286-page uh, oh, book. okay, so you're halfway through. I'm getting there. That's great, Steve. Now it's time to play a round of Make Steve Cry. Okay, Donna. You're not going to cry. I'm just saying that. But I came across this video from, I think this was made on Father's Day this year, of a little girl playing the guitar. I mean, she's super little. She's like two and a half or three years old, probably. And um, for her Father's Day gift, she sang a song to her dad. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to wait for I Am Grant to find the audio. But it just seems really, really sweet. And it's everything that you would dream that your children would do for you. Here it comes. Okay, so what do you want to say? What song are you going to play for Dada? Daddy's my best friend. Aww. Daddy is my best friend. Daddy is my best friend. So sweet. That is really sweet. Oh, you have to see the video. She's so precious. So um, that was my favorite thing from today. And I posted it on the show links page at mytalk1071.com. Nice, Donna. Thank you for doing that. Hey, thank you for having me. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Yeah. You're fun. We like I Am Grant. He's great. I Am Grant. Thanks, guys. We'll have to make like a sounder for him. I am Grunt. You know, it's funny. Grunt started talking to me during um, the <laughs> break, and it, he was asking me, he said, he's going to read the book, The Automatic Millionaire, that we were talking about last segment. Oh, look at you and influencing then, another young well, man. And then we're having a chat, though. And then, I, I mean, talk about self-awareness, Donna. Grunt has it. He After we chat for a little bit, he says, all right, I'm going to let you get back to prepping. Thanks for the talk. <laughs> Boom. And then just backed right out. And then I was like... Maybe I've overstayed my welcome. Maybe I wanted to keep the conversation going. He was so aware of the time and just like, hey, thanks for the chit-chat. Now, let's get back to it. I have, a, I have a problem to, when we're off air, talk to people. So I get, that's my thing is just like, let them do their show. That's good. And you have no, we, yes. can, we can talk after the show. So That's how I am. I am Grant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, too bad we aren't at the state fair this year. We right? just have oh I am God. Grant. <laughs> it would be fun. Oh, we got to get him a shirt. <sighs> we could spell it Grant, but we'll pronounce it Grant. Yeah. yeah. Grant. A Cu- couple A's there. Yeah. Uh-huh. I didn't know if we put an H in there at yeah, any point. Like, there you go. I, I am Grant. Oh <laughs> this is way too entertaining. Oh, so good. So uh, what are you guys up to today? I'm going to take uh, off. We have a um, an episode of Twin Cities Live that is uh, mm-hmm. re-airing. It has to do with the best of... Uh, summer, sort of summer bucket list before the summer ends, do some of these things. 
So I'm technically, technically, I'm here with you now, but technically Stevie Boy is on a vacation day right now. Ooh. Oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Boy, yep. you get a lot of those, don't you? Yep, I do. That's great. And guess I, what, Donna? I'm not going to apologize. No, you don't have to. You don't have to. I, I started to think about it. I'm like, I am like really stingy with when I take my vacation days because I want to... You know, I want to be able to use them all throughout the year. Now I realize it is almost into month yeah. nine, and I've taken two vacation days all year. Well, and TV's tricky, too, because, like, we can't take any vacation in February, May, or right, November. Right, So it, it, it ends up kind of getting crunched in. I hear you, clucking big chicken. Oh, God. Right, Grant, we'll see you back here tomorrow, right? Yes. All right, this has been fun. Steve, have a great rest of your day. Everybody have a good day. Thank you for the emails and the phone calls, the tweets. We appreciate you. Colleen and Bradley are coming in next. We'll see you back here tomorrow morning at 9. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.